We have another episode of Dismissed, the podcast about getting let go, being let go, getting laid off, being fired, being uh, tossed aside. There's very fresh feelings about it all the time. Right now, especially, we're watching it happen in every sector of industries uh, from broadcast to Starbucks, and it's not fun and no one enjoys it unless they have something else lined up, but you're rarely ever fired with something else lined up. So the podcast, of course, is here to help you figure out your feelings on this, to help you get past that initial shock of why, why me, why not someone else? And every week, every couple of weeks, I have a new guest and today's guest is Marilyn Barefoot and Marilyn, uh, reached out on LinkedIn and and said, I would love to be part of this. And I said, I would love for you to be part of this. And here we are today having our conversation at last after a a, a small scheduling issue on my part, but it doesn't matter because you're here now and that's what matters. And Marilyn, I wonder if you might uh, be willing to introduce yourself to everybody. Of course. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Mm -hmm. Hugh. This is Mm -hmm. exciting. Um, I think I'm the poster girl for Dismissed. Um, (laughs) Maybe if you look up Dismissed in the dictionary, you'd see my picture. Um, I have been working for myself for the last 17 years. Um, And I think that that was as a result of being dismissed a number of times and realizing that basically I was always going to push up against somebody or some subject matter that wasn't going to align. So I rocked the boat a little too much and Mm -hmm. then I was dismissed. So I'm doing two things now in my world. Number one is uh, I am a speaker and a facilitator all about the subject of innovation. So I go in and I do storytelling. I do ideation, brainstorming sessions with large clients all over the world or at least I'm starting to now, because that was on a huge hiatus for a while, as you can mm-hmm, imagine. Mm. Um, and I also launched a podcast during uh, during COVID. So my podcast is called Breaking Brave, and it's uh, me chatting with people who are doing interesting, brave things, because I needed that during COVID, and I hoped that the rest of the world would need that. So, mm-hmm. so that's me in mm-hmm. a small nutshell. And. So has Breaking Brave been on for a a couple of years now then? Yes, we've just actually passed our year and a half mark. So we have about 30 episodes recorded and available out in the world. That's amazing. That's so great. You know, I'm I'm really happy to hear of, uh, and and not not to say anything weird, but like, I'm really glad to see normal people making podcasts as opposed to a whole bunch of celebrities yeah. who have built in, built in audiences. So I'm, I'm really stoked to have someone go like, Oh no, I started a podcast. Cause I really wanted, I thought I had something to say and I wanted to share stories with other people. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. I don't start with a celebrity fan base at all. So <laughs> we had to work it from the ground up in terms of friends and family, and then hopefully some other people around the world who found it interesting to listen mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, as you, as you mentioned earlier, it's kind of a slow burn and everything is mm-hmm. about, uh, everything is about the long, the long haul. So uh, in terms of my podcast, we'll just bring it back to me. No, I'm just kidding. Please. But we'll, but, but in terms of po- uh, the, 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 the dismissed theme, do you have a particular story that you feel sort of fits in with with that with this concept? Oh yes, I mean I've got several, as I said, being the poster <laughs> child. But I think the one that stands out was um, the first one. So mm-hmm. the first time you're dismissed, I think, is always the worst because you don't see it coming, and and it's like watching a train wreck type mm. of thing. Um, so would you like me to tell you that story? Yeah, I well, that's why you're here. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not mentioning names or people because nope. I don't think that's what we should be doing, but no. I will I will no. tell you the story. Um, so I had a, a three-year-old and a five-year-old and I was working at on agency side. Um, and at that agency, I was, I was, in charge of new business. So my job was to find it, pitch it, win it, and pass it to an account group who would execute. Right. I love that. Um, but this agency was 
exceptionally hardworking, which is totally great because so was I, but they used to do once a week um, breakfast meetings at seven o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, which isn't and, great when you have a, a toddler. No. And I, I was uh, on my own. So I had these two kids. Um, my husband and I were separated at the time. So there was a nanny coming to us, but she could not get there until eight o'clock. So I couldn't go to those meetings, right. unfortunately. And um, it was at a fairly senior level. So there would be a lot of important things that I would just end up missing. And there was no zoom or any other option for me then because that was a while ago so you miss them you miss them and there was no calling in or any of those kinds of things Mm -hmm. um it just became evident that because i couldn't play on the owner's terms which was stay super late at night or be there for these seven o'clock breakfast meetings that i wasn't working the way they wanted me to work. Sure, sure. So uh, I was called into the owner's office, owner president's office, and told that I was being let go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe there was a real reason. It's just we've made some management decisions and we're shifting some positions around and we don't need you anymore. And I was right. like, I'm in charge of new business. I think people always need the person who's in charge of new business, but all right. Yeah, well, we don't. Uh, we don't need you. <laughs> yeah, we don't need this new business individual exactly um, because I can't do what they want me to do. I guess yeah. in terms of timeframes. So um, I remember very distinctly that the owner said to me, "You know, I think that it would be best if I, the owner, told." the clients, some of which I had some responsibility for, even though I was the new business person, mm-hmm. um, that you've decided to stay home and raise your kids. Holy. And holy I said, shit. Wow. Well, that would be, uh, that'd be great for you, except it's not true. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said, just don't you think that would be easier? Because obviously your kids are like, didn't exactly say it quite this way, but your kids are more important than this job. And that's why you're not showing up here at seven o'clock for these breakfast meetings. If so facto, you might as well stay home and look after your kids. Oh my God. 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 This is so enraging. Sorry. I know. And so I said to him, I'm not staying home with my kids. This is not my decision. You were letting me go. And, and that's what the world's got to know. So I tell you what, I'd like to phone each of the senior clients that I am responsible for. And those clients were Buena Vista Home Entertainment. So that was Disney, Mm -hmm. Fujifilm, and Baskin Robbins. So amongst the new business responsibilities I had, these were kind of low-hanging, not huge net worth type of clients for this particular agency. So I was like, oh, yeah, Marilyn, you can handle that. Right. And I had great relationships with them. And so I said, look, if you're afraid of what I might say to these clients, you can sit in my office when I call each of them. Um, But I want them to understand the truth. So uh, he didn't want to do that, but he allowed me to do that with the premise that he could sit in the chair across from my desk and listen to the conversation. So I called each of the clients. I explained that I had been let go because they are making some shifts within the agency and they didn't deem my position to be something they wanted to move forward with. And I was astounded by the response. Right. But from the clients. Yes. So the Disney client said, don't sign anything. Right. I will be back to you with a job offer to come and work in LA for me tomorrow right the fuji film and baskin robbins clients said where are you going right because we're going with you with him sitting there in in the room with you (laughs) so there's that time when you want to rock in a ball and feel like you are lower than the lowest possible anything on this planet when you've been you know, fired, dismissed, thrown thrown out of an agency, but one client offering you a job Mm -hmm. and the other two basically saying, our business is not staying with this agency. It's going with you. So you just tell us where you're going and we'll come with you. Right. Was the most uplifting experience I think I'd ever had in my career. For sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, 
it's gratifying in a, in a couple of ways, obviously. I mean, you know, the first being that that is, that's the, the client showing how much they value you over the agency that, mm-hmm. that believed that you only, your only value to the agency was to bring the clients to them, not the relationship that you fostered with the clients that brought the clients to them. And those are, right. those are two different things, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of uh, salespeople who, uh, their, their only job is to quickly like kind of get that cold call out, bring the client in and then they walk away, get their and, yeah. whatever bonus percentage it is. And then, and then they move on to the next one. But when you foster a relationship with the client, they're the ones looking at you when they walk in the building. You know what I mean? Like they're always, mm-hmm. it's so funny. It, it, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's great. And so um, real, real, real quickly, did, did, did the president guy, did, did he change his tune at all after being in? No, really? It was just like, you can't make the 7am meeting. So we don't want you. That's it. And I think that once this end of that, the, the president owner guy had dug his heels in, he wasn't going to admit that, no, that no. there was anything that he wanted to turn back on here. Yeah. He kind of drawn the line in the sand and he kind of looked at me and said, well, uh, I mean, if Baskin Robbins and Fuji want to go with you, fine. Because I can't keep them here and they aren't worth very much money anyway, because we had some big beer clients in the agency that were sure everyone prayed to the altar of the beer clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, or maybe you want to go work in Los Angeles for Disney, but I understand they start pretty early in the morning too. So that might be hard for you. Oh my God. Why is this guy the, oh, so why is he the every business owner <laughs> that's, that's terrible i don't know it's like it's i don't that, know he just he just, when, he just can, can, if it's if it's too if it's not too personal like wh- how long ago was this oh 20 years 20 years 20 years yeah, for 2000. sure 2000 is like yeah height of the f- fake mad men advertising world where it's a lot of white dudes mm-hmm. you know mid to late 40s mm-hmm. white dudes in charge their experience was all broadcast they went mm-hmm. into interactive and they had no idea how to change that thinking that line of thinking yeah so that whole beer cart on fridays yeah the let's go to a sports event for our team building let's have a some kind of breakfast thing and there was zero accommodation for anybody with kids so anyways i know what you females mean females in that in that business oh who were were not were not considered seriously and so i think it was a bit of a surprise to him to yeah. hear three the three clients that i had some direct responsibility for say well we're gone yeah because i don't think he ever gave me credit for doing any kind of relationship building with those clients yeah. anyway um i'll i'll wrap the story up um yes disney did come back the next day with a job offer in los angeles and to be honest that's exactly what i wanted to do it's like no problem we'll get you down here we'll sponsor you because you're canadian blah 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 but um the husband that i was separated from at the time was a lawyer that was only able to practice law in Ontario. And there was some thought between the two of us that we would try and work on our relationship to see what we could salvage. And so me moving to Los Angeles would with the, the kibosh kids, on that entire that wouldn't have wow. gone very well. So I decided I would run my own agency because I had two clients. I said to Baskin, Baskin Robbins, Robbins and-, and to Fuji, okay, look, I'm gonna go to my basement you know, I'm going to start a business. Right. And if you're really happy with how this is going in six months together, fabulous. Stay. And if you're not, I'll, oh. I'll help you yeah. find the right agency partner for you. Cool. They stayed with me for the full term that I had that business. And that was 10 years. Amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so <clears throat> you didn't need to learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I I do have a question though. I actually I do I I do have I have some questions about this whole scenario. And and because of the fact that how long were you there in which this 7 a.m. meeting was happening? About 2 years. 2 years. So did you miss every 7 a.m. meeting or or mm-hmm. really? Mhm. Do you 
were there any indications leading up to that, like comments sort of like, oh, but you missed that. There was no, there was no like a way to, for you to gauge dissatisfaction in you missing these meetings. No. Cause there was, you know how, not you know said how like, to me well, anyway. I mean, maybe, <laughs> she's not, maybe behind she closed doors, not but... a culture fit, not a culture fit kind of thing. <laughs> they I didn't, just wondered they about didn't, that. they didn't oh, face okay. me with it. I mean, That's maybe we were having conversations saying she just can't fit in here because <clears throat> excuse me, she can't no. give us the time that we need. Yeah. Early mornings till late at nights and working weekends, etc. I was producing the work and I was doing my job really well, but I just wasn't doing it in the terms that they yeah. felt were appropriate. Yeah. And now you're kind of, it's funny because now we're in this mode where, you know, working the hours that you need to work are totally fine. Right. Yeah. Like in most cases, you can get away with it because everybody's doing it and it's, yeah. it's slowly bled into that. But I do remember a lot of, you know, if you didn't make a meeting and you had to say, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't make that. I got kids and my, my partner's away and I'm taking care of them or my partner has a meeting too. And I, one of us has to stay in my meeting doesn't seem as important. I'll call in, you know, there'd be this, well, the choice is yours to have a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. And advertising, exactly. especially there's such yeah. a weird because and we 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 see it every day where the where the, the executive male god forbid the male executive will say something to the effect of i succeeded because of my ability to work long hours and the amount of time i put in without any kind of pointing at their partner as the one that gave them that ability to do that right right and that that's where like we we talk a lot about the partnership of of you know a, a pairing in which something has to happen to make that ability happen the the chance to have the free time to succeed you know yes. somebody's picking up the slack i wouldn't somebody call is. raising kids slack but somebody's well. <laughs> somebody's enabling you to become successful some some situation somebody is enabling you to become successful yeah yeah and 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 to and to climb the ladder and stuff anyway sorry i, I went into it that's a that's a whole thing uh, you know <clears throat> there really is a a degree of satisfaction in hearing that story. I think because a lot of getting sacked or whatever, a lot of that is I failed and I'm just not good enough. And I think in, in, in a couple of the, the episodes I've done so far, um, there has been that moment where the person recognizes that I didn't fail. It wasn't me. This is not my fault. And I love that. I love that. Well, obviously with 20 years behind you on this, I love that you can just go, well, I didn't want, I couldn't do this meeting and then, and it, they just didn't like it. And that's the way it went. I couldn't do the hours that they wanted, although I did the hours they needed. Yeah. And, and you can, you can look back on it. And I think, I think, if anything, time is probably the greatest factor in that. You probably were pretty pissed off at the beginning, right? <laughs> I was in shock. I was yeah. in, like, when I described this as watching a train wreck, it, I was really like, you feel like you're floating over your own body watching this scene unfold mm -hmm. be be below you where somebody's saying you're not going to, you're being dismissed. And I think the, this, the saving, the saving grace that I didn't go down the terrifying awful rabbit hole of I'm worthless. I'm no good. I'll never right. work again. Was the client's response. Well, I mean, good for you for having the presence of mind in the moment to say, I really, I think it would be better if I was the one to call the clients because sometimes you're in such shock. All, yeah. all you can do is all you want to do is get out like a yeah. fat, like that fight or flight kind of thing for you to have the presence of mind to say, no, 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 that's the narrative you want, but it's not, it's not the truth. And I want the truth. And even yeah. if the, even if those clients had turned and said, okay, whatever, you at least got the opportunity to, to tell the truth. I think that's, what's most important here. Absolutely. And I think there was, there was something around, wait a second, you're likely, although you're not allowed to legally say it, you're likely firing me because I'm a female, I'm a mother, I have two kids and mm -hmm. I can't get here for those seven o'clock meetings. And now you're going to use that against me and tell the clients that I've just decided to, to hang it up and stay home with my kids. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. not after the hours and the work that I put in. No. Yeah. So you, you didn't uh, like pursue any legal 
uh, venture. No, I mean, as is typical, and I'll say typical because we go back to me being the poster child for being dismissed. Um, They give you a package. Yeah. They encourage you to see a lawyer. Of course, my husband was, or my separated from husband was a lawyer, so he had a, a good labor law department. And you go back and forth and you come to a, an agreement. They never give you the nice package yeah. to start off with. They give you a, well, let's just give her this and see if she'll accept it. Bare minimum if at best. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I didn't. And mm-hmm. we went back and forth and then we came to an agreement and off I went. And that was that. Well, and, and this this has actually come up a, a few times as well. Is is the value of an, a labor lawyer, a value of an employer? Oh yes. And oh, I, yes. I think that I think in a lot of scenarios in which someone has been <clears throat> let go or fired or whatever, not fired. Fired's a little different because you get fired. You know what I mean? There's there's let go. And, well, there's a cause. Yeah, usually. there's a the cause. Thing, you're fired for cause, or when, you're when fired without of, cause. When you've been reorged out, there's sometimes yeah. you can there's somewhere you can go. Like I want to see the I want to see your reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the value of a labor lawyer really is is there. Like if if you can if you can hold off on needing that money, which is very difficult for a lot of people too, is like oh well I need that money, so they're going to give hand me a check right now. I don't see the point in arguing yeah. over another couple thousand dollars but sometimes there really is a value in like you know if you can figure a way into waiting another couple of weeks then sometimes you can get way more than you thought you were going to get yeah that you were initially offered because you'll never get offered a good a good severance no they offer. don't come in with their best offer that's not <laughs> happening they're coming in with as you said bare minimum to meet the legal requirements yeah. of whatever that is and if you're excuse me, dumb enough to take it without consulting somebody. I mean, I say that because you may decide to take it because you need the money right now, but you should still consult somebody to say, Mm -hmm. well, go ahead and take it if you feel you need the money that badly, but know that you could be entitled to more for the following reasons, that at least you're getting a wise perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, anyways, I I, I I sort of vacillate between because in one scenario in which I was wrong, what I consider to be wrongfully terminated, I didn't go to a lawyer and I and I la- allowed my emotions towards the people I worked for cloud my judgment on whether or not I would because I thought I didn't want to rock that particular boat. Mm. And and then the second time I was like, I love these people. I'm still getting a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what lawyers I, are for. Lawyer, lawyers aren't there to be friends with the people I was friends with. That's just the way it is. And 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 they understand it. And nobody that I worked for turned around and went, that guy got a lawyer. I thought we were friends. You know, yeah, like no. it's- I don't think they hold you. I don't think they 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 hold it against you. I think they respect you more for it. It's it's the right thing to do. In mm-hmm. fact, getting a lawyer going into a new job and coming out of a job is important because the way you set up your your employment agreement or contract or whatever it is on mm-hmm. the inbound has a lot to do with how it works out on the outbound. It's true. And and that's an interesting thing that I had not considered until a friend of mine had mentioned it to me. He was like, by the way, don't ever sign a contract for a new job without bringing a mm-hmm. lawyer and it'll cost you a couple hundred bucks. But, you know, in the long run, they'll have protected your rights in ways that you won't know because that's just not your job to know, but it is their job to know. <laughs> so- yeah. And, and you could work there for a few years. And then if you do end up being dismissed, then, oh, guess what? There's all kinds of wonderful little clauses in that agreement that will help you ultimately if you're walking away in Mm -hmm. terms of, you know, can you go out and set up a new business uh, on your own or can you solicit the clients or, you know, uh, non-compete, all those well, that's kinds of interesting. things. Actually, that's an interesting point. And, and I wonder that had no impact. Like you, you're going like, I'm going to go to my basement and start a business with the two clients that said that we're going to go with you. That, that president guy didn't go like, well, hold on a minute. You can't compete with us. No, he didn't honestly believe I could. So he wasn't he worried didn't about think it. Of you as competition. Like, and those clients you know, are really those clients, those clients aren't worth that much to us. Pops so if, if, in fact, they're kind of a, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of a, a pain. 
they're high maintenance and and we don't really make much money off of them so yeah actually you're doing us a favor go ahead knock yourself out take them and what i've noticed uh as a as a independent person versus working for a large agency is uh yeah they're not big budgets when they're when there's 50 people with their hands out taking part of it but it's a pretty good budget for a single individual, you know, which is exactly the this point. Is saying the same word twice, but it's, it's pretty good money for an individual. Like I couldn't believe the first time I got a 20 grand job and I thought, Oh my God, I just got a $20,000 job. I mean, I paid out three to like a subcontractor. Mm-hmm. I still made 17 grand and, and it wasn't like a ton of time and it wasn't a ton of effort that 20 grand. If that had been an agency, they would have gone like, well, that's not even going to cover the project manager for a right. week and a half. It's a spit in the ocean you know and they I mean? don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and I think too, that in that particular agency, since that we had such big, bright, shiny accounts with beer names on them, they never paid much attention to those little ones, smaller ones right. to even be able to groom them and grow them. Yeah. But when they were mine and I had my own little business, I groomed them and grew them because they were all I had. And I honestly valued the relationship so much. For sure. And it's funny, but people think the flagship client is the one that's always going to do the most amazing work. And and in a lot of cases, the flagship client gets, wins a lot of awards, but that's because they pay for a lot of awards. And I think one of the things that's missing from the conversation, especially in advertising, is the fact that award shows charge Mm -hmm. to be applied to. So there may be beautiful work that you've seen all year long, doesn't get recognized, doesn't get nominated, doesn't win an award because the person who made it might be an independent contractor, might be a a person who's sole proprietorship. And they're like, I don't want to spend three grand to put myself in this. Exactly. No, exactly. So um, I think perhaps short-sighted on their behalf but ultimately i look at it hugh as a as a gift because incredible what an opportunity much as i would have said oh one day i'm going to start my own agency one day one day one day Mm -hmm. wouldn't have happened if i hadn't been turfed out onto the sidewalk and had two clients and then disney ended up becoming a client as well once i said i I can't go to la i'm sorry and they said okay well then We'd like to keep on working with you. And the greatest thing for me about that was, yeah, I'm starting a business from my basement with two little kids playing Lego at my feet. Mm -hmm. But I could tell people that Disney was a client. Yeah. That opened a lot of doors. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. That's amazing. That's uh, that's incredible. So that's so great. I like that's one of those. I got a little bit of goosebumps. Not going to lie. A little bit of goosebumps. I think it's just, I, it's so fantastic. You know, when I, uh, when I lost my job uh, with Thinking Box, it's very well known <laughs> that I lost my job with, before this podcast started. Uh, four days later, I got the email from the WWE. So four days, I was saying to my wife, if, th- if that email had come a week before, I would have given that to my employers. But because they yeah. let me go, all of a sudden, the WWE was my client. I thought that was just the the most amazing stroke of luck that could have happened to a, a, a knucklehead like me. So I, 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 I don't know about your, luck, um, Hugh. I, well, I think, you know, we all work for these opportunities and when you put the blood, sweat and tears in the client knows it and, and, you know, timing the universe delivered something yeah. that you obviously needed, deserved, <laughs> deserved, needed to buy a bag of groceries, but deserved. But deserved. I appreciate that. I, that wasn't me fishing for for no, you to tell I me I was, I, I'm amazing. I am I'm happily happily uh, uh, satisfied with that project. That was great. So <clears throat> that's one. Mm-hmm. That's one. Do you mm-hmm. do you have any others in which you're like, oh my god, I have nothing but stories of this. Is yeah, there, is, I got more. It, I got, uh, here's the question and, and the challenge, the challenge is I would like to get a story in which the learning afterward was, was something that you're like, I wish I could, I wish I could have told my myself before that this is, this is what I know. You know, what could you tell your younger self? Even don't take that job. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's probably in this particular case, it's probably don't take that job. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so again, no names. So I, I'll tell you this story. And I guess what the, I'll tell you what the simple truth is or the headline before I go into it, which mm-hmm. is look out for the red flags and look out for the warning signs. And I was so blinded by the name on the building that I was not watching for those. And they were there yeah. and I just ignored them and they ended up coming back to bite me. So there's what I would say. Trust your gut, watch for the warning signs, and listen to them when you're going through the interviewing process. So big, big agency, uh, they called me mm-hmm. saying, hey, we'd like you to come in for an interview. And I was like, and I, it's like three weeks before Christmas, and I'm just, I'm done. Right. Um, and were no, you no, no, full-time no, somewhere on. at the time? Full, three weeks? Yeah. So yeah. you're full-time somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. So they're recruiting me in. So I went in to meet with the president and it was like a nine o'clock in the morning interview. And he kept me waiting for about half an hour. Okay, whatever. No big deal. Right. Then I went in and he was having a lot of difficulty putting words together. Uh, and I wasn't really sure why. And he said, you know, we had our company Christmas party last night and this is just not really working out well for me right now. He was so hungover. hungover. Oh my oh, God. Beyond belief. So he said to me, can you like take a walk and come back at two o'clock? And I'm looking at my watch going, yeah, oh, sure. It's quarter to 10 in the morning. I guess I can hang around this neighborhood for whatever amount of hours. So I don't know what he Whoa. did in that time, but I came back at two o'clock. So here was the big first red flag Man. is that maybe you should have thought of it not having an interview with somebody the day after a Christmas party that you were going to get crazed at. Right? Or you are the person running the company. You don't get wasted at your company Christmas party. Yes. I mean, you think, right? Column A, column B. Yes, uh, exactly. Anyways. Anyway, I... um. I, I got offered the job again, blinded. Uh, I was so excited that I didn't do what I should have done, which was see the lawyer and look at the contract coming right, in right. to establish what the bonus situation was going to be because it was mentioned, but it wasn't actually laid out in any fine detail. Ah. So fast forward maybe a year to a year and a half, and we were involved in one of the most prominent pitches for the most prominent piece of business in Canada was worth $123 million. And the president had asked me to take a 20 minute piece of it. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I'd like to think I did a good job. In fact, I did a good enough job that my boss was upset by my performance. And because I outpitched him, if you will. Oh, my God. So from that moment forward, uh, he wanted to get rid of me because I made him look bad. But you you made the the pitch look good. Oh, the pitch went really super well. But I was before him and he came after me. And I guess that his feedback was, wow, she's a tough act to follow and you didn't do very well. And he was a very egotistical person who couldn't couldn't handle that so um down the road it goes and i'm pitching business i'm winning business things are going well Mm -hmm. and i could tell that this guy just wants me out uh in any way he can get me out he was also a very large pig and there was a lot of um (laughs) human rights things going on and i was okay i i I wasn't you know you can't in this those days you couldn't go to hr because hr was a pipeline to the president and you'd get fired so you just didn't but i kept notes about it and just you know terrible things terrible things were said terrible things and actions and yeah just crap like that god anyway the day comes um where I think I knew that I was going to be fired. Um, He had called me the night before and said, I'd like you to come into the office early tomorrow morning. And I'm like, okay, here she comes. Yeah. Um, So can you get here at 8.30? Yeah, got here at 8.30. And we're going to be having a meeting. Okay. So I went to his office and he calls the head of HR and says, okay, meet me down in boardroom 14 or whatever it was. And he went downstairs and boardroom 14 was locked. And the HR manager came and boardroom 14 was still locked and nobody could find <laughs> anybody in the building or in the maintenance area that had keys to boardroom Ooh, 14. That's amazing. 
And he's got this like pathetic little red folder, red for you're fired yeah, yeah. in his hand, but the HR manager has to be present. So I just looked at the two of them and I said, oh, for God's sakes, why don't we just go up to my office and I can pack while you fire me? Because that's, that's clearly amazing. what's about to happen. Yeah. And I don't want to have to wait for somebody to figure out where the keys are for boardroom 14. Oh, my God. Anyway, it was just a cluster mess. Um, Went to my office. They said I was being let go. I said, why? And they said, well, because we just don't feel that you're you're bringing in enough revenue for the agency. Right. It's got to be your performance. It's got to be. Well, I mean, it's got to be as far as the contract goes, too. Like, it has to be your fault. Right. Like they can't. It's so funny because like in Jen's um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just it's one of those things. I was thinking about Jen's Jen's whole three P's of getting fired and its performance and politics and personal. So, Mm -hmm. you know, someone personally doesn't like you. So you're gone. It's politics. They're moving into the role and they're taking out everybody underneath them because they're moving their friends in. And then it's it's. uh, performance like you did a shit job and so like they always have to frame it like it's performance because if it's any of those other things they have to compensate you better right? exactly exactly so performance means they can just let you go and that's what they've written up in their in their little d- right. uh, what's it called and he letter? said exactly no you yeah dismissal letter or dismissal whatever letter, yeah. it was he said your termination letter oh my god yes termination, termination letter. letter sorry about that no 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 problem but, he, so said, he said yeah yeah yeah. you're not bringing your enough office. revenue into the business and i said well that that's funny <laughs> because you've withheld my bonus for the last couple of years so you probably could have put that towards the bottom line i was a bit mouthy well no because you knew it was coming so yeah. why be nice? Why be well, nice? Well, and at this point, it's like, okay, yeah. I'm so done. And all yeah. this was personal. I I outpitched you, and you had it in for me ever since. Okay, so I I packed up my office, and uh, my team saw the door was closed when they arrived at nine o'clock in the morning, and mm-hmm. then they saw the door open, and they saw the big boss walk out, and then they came in and looked at me and saw me with brown boxes, putting all my kids' pictures and things into the brown boxes. Yeah. And they started to cry. Right. And I said, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> I think on some level, they're crying for themselves, not for me. Like, oh, yeah, but we're left here. Don't leave us here. Yeah. Right? Well, because because especially in, departmentally, like departmentally, you are a unit and you tend to you, for the most part, try to support oh, each big other. Time. Oh, big I mean, time. in a good in a good department in in other departments, you're just fighting each other and you're constantly stabbing each other in the back. But of course, like it, that that um, camaraderie that's required to do yeah. a good job, you know? Yeah. And we had it. We had we had great chemistry. So um, I got this paltry termination letter slash package and and I went to a lawyer and mm-hmm. I had taken my notebook that had all of these kind of human rights issues that I had noted from this individual who had come in and ultimately fired me. Right. So I I took it forward with um a labor lawyer and said, here are 17 instances, dates and times where this happened. Right. And I said, I feel like it would be the right thing for me to do to take this to the Human Rights Commission. Well, then the the lawyers in New York got involved because you oh, don't say agency. Yeah. yeah, you don't say Human Rights Commission. They don't take that lightly. Yeah. And the lawyers in New York basically said to me, we can keep you in court until you're very old. We have the money to bury you. Yeah. I don't, they basically said to me, we don't know how deep your pockets are, but we are pretty damn sure that ours are deeper. So if you want to pursue this human rights thing, you go right ahead, but we'll bury you. Right. Which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. now with everything now that's going on in the world and in the justice that's being brought to bear, it would have been the right thing to do. Anyway, um, I was able to negotiate a slightly better settlement and that was my final agency job. Were At you that able point, to, uh, I said, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I, yeah. 
that's such a I'm, I'm sorry I, I totally interrupted you as you're no, telling no, no. I, I I was just thinking like were you able to recoup any of the bonuses that you that no. have been held back none oh no and that was my own fault because I had stars in my eyes with a name on the building and I didn't sit down with the people in the first couple of weeks who had right. my employment contract that it said oh yeah we're going to give you a bonus yeah yeah. But on what terms, what's the fine print on the bonus? And so every year that the bonus came around and I was skipped, well, you know, they could just make up whatever terms they wanted because I hadn't paid attention to the detail on yeah. my inbound. Yeah. Well, we don't give we don't give uh, bonuses to the director because that's only for the executive and blah, 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 blah. It's, oh, I, just, a, I just, I picture every, I picture every, yeah. Amazing. Well, we don't do bonuses on Fridays. We don't do bonuses on the second. Any day that ends with a Y, there's no bonus. That's the thing. Or you had to have surpassed a revenue of such and such. And I'm like, really? Okay, where did it ever say that? Well, it didn't, but they can pretty much make it up. Do you regret not having pursued the human rights stuff? I'll answer you twofold. If it had been today... I would have pursued the human rights stuff. Because it would have gone farther, right? The world is ready yep. and open to hear that. With all of the issues around Me Too movements and the fairness in the world that is now finally coming to bear, there would have been a place for my voice mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't have been then. I, see. I, yeah. I mean, I think I was up against incredible odds then, yeah. and and I didn't have that kind of money. Now, it would be a different story because there's well, so many people. Like somebody would fund you yeah. on it too, right? Yeah. Like that's the other thing. Yeah. There's no advantage to sort of calling it out now as the guy sort of gone from the limelight. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. It's too yeah. many years ago and he's gone and he did eventually get get fired um, for cheating on his expense report. <laughs> oh, oh mad men what didn't you teach yeah, these idiots <laughs> exactly i'm like really okay um but it's it's oh just my God. it today i would do it back then no i didn't do yeah, it because i no, think i was up i was up against too many odds that were but, against but me there's a few things obviously that i mean the time of of that is not conducive because because one there's that environment doesn't exist at that time. The the environment that exists today, as far as like coming forward with, with reports of that sort of stuff, but also you, you are younger and more interested in, in, in trying to move on and, 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 and the threat and threats are threats are something that, that those of us early in our careers, relatively early in our careers and, 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 and without a lot of experience tend to take very seriously you know, yeah. like someone says, we're because you want to work again. We're going we're gonna to bury you if they're dragging you through the legal system yeah. and your name is being smeared here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. You you don't have a lot of confidence that anyone's going to touch you with a ten foot pole again because you're looked at as some kind of a pariah. Pariah, yeah. Well, Marilyn, I I, I know I applaud you for at the very least for dutiful record keeping in that regard because Thank that's you. the sort of thing that scares people. You know, the people that do that act the way that guy does. And it's, it's that yeah. they're like someone is going to say every time you hear a guy say, well, I mean, I, are we not kind of go- getting out of hand? You know that they're waiting for someone to email yeah. somebody about them and go like, you know, four years yeah. ago, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and it's such an interesting it's such an interesting thing to me because you can kind of just be a good person. Right. Like, I mean, right. It was so blatant. Yeah. I mean, so blatant. Yeah. That that's what drove me to record it because I thought this is just completely wrong. And I don't know what I'm going to ever do with these notes, but I got to have them. I still have them. They're still in my computer. (laughs) Why? I I don't know. Just maybe one day. Every so often you could look it up and go, what a pig. Yes, exactly. Um, do you, and so do you, do you believe that that is the one where you're like, that would be just Marilyn saying to younger Marilyn, nope, don't be there. But do you think you would have warned anybody else off? Like when people asked you after the fact, when you were all settled out of that job and, and, and got your severance, oh, yeah. did you start to just warn people off of the agency if they, when they asked? I didn't go out there aggressively no, no, saying no. don't work for that agency. But if somebody said, right. Mary, you used to work there. What do you think? I would tell them. Yeah, that there was a club of women, literally 
a club of women called the 730 Club. This was the club of women that would work until 7.30 in the evening and then call each other. So they'd travel down in the elevator together so they wouldn't be accosted by the president Amazing. by traveling on their own. Right. So yes, I would tell people the real deal about what was going on in there. Um, but what I would have said to myself was, you walk in for a job interview and and the president of the of the agency is so hung he can barely put three words together. Mm-hmm. There's probably that's your first warning bell that you might not be running into the arms of this agency. Yeah. Okay. That part aside, <laughs> I'm trying to find the silver lining in it. That that's like the experience of doing the sales work there mm-hmm. in such a big agency. Mm-hmm. Do you did you did you find there's value in that experience? Absolutely. Or, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because I think when you go into advertising, whether you've got stars in your eyes or you don't, mm-hmm. there is always, I'll say this generally, at least it was the case for me. You want to work for the biggest. Yeah. Because there is a bit of a thrill to say, I work Look for at such me. and such. I work yeah. for this big agency that's had office in New York and it's global. And look at mm-hmm. this boardroom and windows on the world around us in Toronto. And it, it, it there was a thrill, a sort of an instant respect, if you mm-hmm. will, that came mm-hmm. with working at a an agency that size. Mm-hmm. Your job now is as a consultant and speaker and, and you help people. Do... I go in to clients and I run brainstorming sessions. Okay. I facilitate ideation sessions. I teach storytelling. I do workshops. And it's just me and my now husband, who I love and adore, mm-hmm. and my two golden retrievers working out of my home. But I've done work all around the world, and it's right. very, very, very satisfying. And is that related to the sales pitch? Is that related to the pitch, your ideation sessions, brainstorming, or is that related to something else? It's in just related to creativity. Okay. So I say, you know, teams that have a war and peace size brief that are looking for the big idea, well, the processes that the agencies use. Mm-hmm. Uh, is very are very broken so i bring them some exist if they exist at all (laughs) right as as i tell people back in the good old days you just you know buy a bag of weed for the creative department kick it down there for the evening and say okay we got to pitch this at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon so good luck with it yeah and that's pretty much how it went it it was uh, a pretty riding rough shot but um i work with some big clients and big agencies around the world mm-hmm. in it's showing them new ways to come up with big ideas. Fantastic. That's fantastic. And and that that must be super rewarding to to be running your own gig love. and yeah. Love. Love. Yeah. Because I mean I don't mean it when I say it like this, but you eat what you kill. So, you know, you right. want to be successful, then it's you put yourself out there and you make sure that you're doing a better job than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done and continue to do now that COVID's over a lot of work in New York. And, you know, I need a visa to go to New York because I'm a Canadian citizen doing work in the States. And so I mm-hmm. have to prove to these guys that that they are hiring me because there's nobody capable in the United States like me to right. come down and do that. So it, it, it's it's great because you're the master of your own fortune or failure depending Mm -hmm. on how you handle yourself would you now that you've kind of gone through the ringer come out the other side a few times do you feel that that everybody could benefit from just running their own gig or do you do you think that there are I don't even know why I'm asking it like this, because honestly, we we all know we all know there are some people who are just better within the structure of an organization. And there are people who are really, really good at running their own business. And you obviously you probably were really good at running your own business, but you did it. You ran your own business for other companies. And then now you're running your own business for other companies. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that there are people that really thrive on the structure um, and org charts and things like that. Yeah, I've always been a rebel, which is why I was having difficulty fitting into a structured situation mm-hmm. and, and agreeing with processes that didn't make any sense to me. So I think I was always 
probably had the spirit determination risk taking factors inside of me to to do my own thing mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people out there who who don't sure. and so i think the best thing for anybody is to really see yourself clearly yeah. where are you going to thrive where are you going to be happiest i mean don't go and do a job in an agency situation because you're scared to try out something new you know do it because you thrive on the structure you've been very peripheral uh to me and it, it's it's so neat to meet someone new um and especially when when they're uh not to shine a gloss on it but when when they're as interesting as you and i i oh, think it's, it's been such a great conversation thank you i've enjoyed it a lot I uh, I don't really have any other questions. So I wondered if, if did you, and I, and I used to do this with, with Can't Sell This all the time, and it was like, the, do you have any advice for people? What would what would you say is sort of the key takeaway from the, the experiences you've had when you've been let go? What, what would you say is a kind of a key takeaway on, on how, how to sort of navigate the waters of that? I think that my advice would be that lo- always look at it as a gift always look at it as a gift Mm -hmm. and as hellish and difficult and silly as that sounds the day that you're rocking in a ball packing your brown box into the back of your car or hailing a cab or whatever you have to use those opportunities to say what did i learn about Mm -hmm. myself through the experience of that job and also through the experience of packing my life up into a brown box and leaving yeah and then you apply that moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's true. It's, it's all true. Well, Marilyn, it has been a, a real joy. Um, I, uh, I hope everybody who listens to this episode is as, as stoked as I am to have had the opportunity to hear you and, um, you know, best of, best of luck and good fortune. Thank you, Hugh. I loved it. As I said, I, I, I think I've been waiting for this opportunity my whole life as the poster child for dismissed. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving me the platform to talk about it. My, my and, pleasure. And I hope I was able to, you know, provide some value to, to your audience. And it was a joy. Thank you. This episode of Dismissed was produced by and is copyright of Hugh Elliott. Did you enjoy this episode and want to support the podcast? Head over to patreon.com forward slash Hugh Q Elliott, two L's and two T's. Become a patron for as little as $5 a month for behind the scenes, early releases, and even more content. Feel like you have a story to tell? Email Hugh dismissed at hughqelliot.com with the subject guest. Thanks for listening and have a fantastic day.